0: This episode of Proper English is brought to you by Numbers and Calendars and the idiom to paint yourself into a corner.
1: Now, regular listeners will know that Ali and I have been living in central Portugal since 2016 and in that time we've been learning Portuguese. And what's the most difficult thing about Portuguese, Ali?
0: Oh, conjugating verbs, Dave, definitely. OK,
1: stop, cut, whatever. What? you're not supposed to say that. Remember, in the run-through, numbers. Numbers are the hardest thing.
0: Oh, yeah. Soz, what was I thinking of?
1: OK. Shall we try that again? From the top. Now, regular listeners will know that Ali and I have been living in central Portugal since 2016 and in that time we've been learning Portuguese. And what's the most difficult thing about Portuguese, Ali?
0: Oh, numbers, Dave. Numbers are the hardest thing for me, definitely.
1: Phew. (laughs) And this got us thinking.
0: Talking about numbers, describing numbers in English can be quite a test for our students and our listeners too.
1: Also, dealing with dates, weeks, months and years can be quite tricky. So we're going to have a look at them in a bit as well.
0: So, let's get started.
1: We know that previous to learning English, you've spent your whole life using numbers in the way your own language dictates.
0: We're talking about cardinal numbers here, of course. Numbers for counting, to indicate quantity. And it doesn't take that long to learn numbers in another language, does it, Dave?
1: 31, 32, Dave! Oh, sorry, I was just counting in Portuguese. Just practising. I find the numbers quite hard too. I'm getting there. Thing is, you can learn the cardinal numbers easily enough. But what about the ordinals? The what now? The ordinal numbers, Ali.
0: Ah, right. Ordinals. These words represent the position of something in a sequential order. First.
1: Or the numeral one followed by ST. First. Second. Or two followed by ND. Second. Third. Or three, then RD. Third. Fourth. Or four followed by th,
0: fourth. And so on, adding th apart from fifth and twelfth.
1: And they can be a bit of a headache when it comes to pronunciation because you've got a f sound followed by a th sound. Fifth and twelfth.
0: Fifth, twelfth.
1: Oh, a bit of practice and I reckon you'll get the hang of them, Ali.
0: <laughs> Cheeky. After that, it's pretty straightforward. Thirteenth to nineteenth, you just add th. But for the multiples of ten, you swap the y, the e, for an eith.
1: Twentieth, thirtieth, fortieth, etc.
0: Yep. And then you add first, second, third, and so on.
1: 21st, 22nd, 23rd, and on, and on.
0: Also worth bearing in mind that when you get into the hundreds... 642nd, for instance. And
1: in British English, we say 642nd, whereas in American English, they say 642nd.
0: Economy of words, I guess.
1: Mm. Fractions are similar to the ordinal numbers, Mm -hmm. except that you start with a half rather than a second, and a quarter rather than a fourth.
0: Oh, and going back to cardinal numbers, we would say one and a half million... Or maybe three and a quarter million, but never one and a half hundred or five and three quarter thousand.
1: No, we'd never say anything like that. That would be absolutely crazy.
0: And now we move on to what we like to call calendar English. I
1: like it. I think it'll catch on. So, what do we mean by calendar English, Ali?
0: Well, I'm glad you asked, Dave. What we're talking about here... Is how we describe dates, naming conventions for the years of the 21st century, which prepositions we use with dates and other times of the year.
1: Hold on, haven't we been through this sort of thing before?
0: We have indeed, in episodes 2 and 3 and 48. But you know what? Some of the stuff we're considering here we've not talked about before. Some of it we have, and it is worth repeating.
1: You're absolutely right. Dates was the first thing you mentioned. It was. Okay. I was born on the 27th of March 1962 so let's deconstruct that a little
0: wow well to start with you're pretty old
1: <laughs> nice <laughs> thanks for that i was referring to deconstructing the sentence rather than taking me apart but anyway only totally
0: joking dave hmm anyway let's look at the order you started with the date then the month and finally the year And if we knew the day of the week...
1: I was born on a Tuesday, I think.
0: OK, we'd put that first, ahead of the date.
1: Tuesday, the 27th of March.
0: And in British English, we nearly always insert the and of, even if it's not written.
1: And did you notice that we're using ordinal numbers here for the date?
0: Of course. Because we're talking about sequential dates in the month.
1: Again, it's worth bearing in mind that although this is the usual order, sometimes, usually in the States, people will start with the month, then the date, then the year. March 27th, 1962. Notice I didn't say the or of.
0: Because you were pretending to be American?
1: Well, I was essaying an American accent. But also the Americans tend not to say them.
0: Oh, a final word about numbers, this time in relation to years. This century's years, actually.
1: Yeah, so, if you're talking about the first decade, we say 2000, 2001, 2002, all the way up to 2009.
0: From then on, you can choose either 2000 and or 20.
1: 2010 or 2010, for instance, but mostly, after 2009, people use 20, 2019, 2020, etc.
0: It's easier, isn't it? It is. So, which prepositions to use?
1: For days of the week and numerical dates, it's on.
0: This week ends on Friday the 13th.
1: On the 13th? In the UK, that's considered a bad luck day.
0: Bit late for the superstitions episode, eh?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, anyway, for months, seasons and years, we use in. Ali was born in February.
0: In spring, we're going to have loads of flowers in the garden, because
1: Dave planted many bulbs. I did. Going on for a couple of hundred, I think. Crocuses, daffodils, narcissi, irises, freesias, tulips, hyacinths.
0: We're looking forward to being able to travel around Europe again in 2021. We'd also use in for the week, for an unspecified time between Monday and Friday. When did the electrician say he was coming?
1: He wasn't specific, just sometime in the week.
0: But if we're talking about the weekend, we would use at.
1: Ah, I've just remembered. The electrician said he'd be here at the weekend.
0: Hmm. Inconvenient.
1: Now it's time for idiom of the week. Idiom of the
0: week. Painting yourself into a corner. Imagine you're painting the floor of a room. Normal square-shaped
1: room. We painted the hall last week. It took ages. It always takes longer than you expect. Anyway,
0: thanks for that. So, you start painting at the door. Shuffling backwards on your hands and knees, painting as you go.
1: First one corner, then another, then the penultimate one. And before you know it, you're in the only unpainted corner with nowhere to go. No means of escape.
0: You've painted yourself into a corner. You've got yourself into a position from which you can't extricate yourself. So, quite a clear visual idea. How about an example or two, Dave?
1: Hmm... The politician knew that he had painted himself into a corner when he promised not to raise taxes. Mm,
0: Or you really painted yourself into a corner by leaving the writing of this week's episode until the last minute.
1: Except now it's finished. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, just thought. Honourable mention goes to Kirsten from Frankfurt who introduced me to a new idiom, a dancer round the answer, which is the opposite of a straight talker? Now, I never heard of this before.
0: Maybe it's derived from to dance around the answer, which means to not get to the point.
1: Whatever, I like it. I'm going to use it. Bonus idiom. And now, We really are at the end of another episode of Proper English.
0: As always, we hope you've enjoyed listening in on our conversation. We really do. Why not recommend us to a friend?
1: Or a family member?
0: Or a fellow student?
1: It makes us so happy when we get new subscribers.
0: And don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to us on your favourite podcast app.
1: We also love getting feedback, so why not get in touch? Ask us questions. Tell us what you want in future episodes. But
0: how, Dave, how?
1: Well, our email address is properenglish, All one word, at sapo.pt or you can ask us questions on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook if you have them.
0: So, until next time, it's goodbye from me,
1: And it's goodbye from me too. And thank you for listening to Proper English.
0: So, if you've painted yourself into a corner, how do you get out of
1: it? Simple. Wait for the paint to dry. Hmm.